Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Yucca. And it's that time again. We're going to talk about the winter solstice and all the different things we call it and what the themes of the season are and how we celebrate it and all that good kind of stuff. So happy solstice to everyone. That's right. Happy solstice. It's We're here already. <laughs> End of 2023 already. Hard to believe. Yeah. So, and the new Does year. Does that mean we're going into season five? We're going into season five. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> On the one hand, it feels like forever. <laughs> it feels like it's been a decade. On the other hand, I can't believe it. It's like, yeah. didn't we just start doing this last year? Yeah, right? something like, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the solstice. And we'll link to some of our previous episodes of the solstice as well. Because... Yeah. Since this will be, we're going into season five, right? We've done this particular one, you know, several years before. And that's one of the lovely things about the Wheel of the Year. It keeps turning and we keep coming back to it. And right. Again and again and again. But every year it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So it's a spiral rather than a circle. Yeah. It's like those, you can look up animations of the solar system. But from the pers instead of having the sun stationary, having the sun moving through the galaxy, because it is moving, mm -hmm. it just depends on, on what you're using as your frame of reference. But the planets all going along for the ride as well. We're orbiting the sun and moving with the sun as it goes through the galaxy. This reminds me of that spiral that we do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but let's start with themes. So, Mark, what do you call this holiday? Well... That is a bit of a moving target. Um, for many, many years, I've called it Yule. Mm -hmm. um, I called it Yule in my book. Mm -hmm. But I'm moving off that into midwinter mm. um, for a couple of reasons. One of which is that Yule is still a cultural reference. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a Scandinavian word that references a winter solstice -y kind of holiday that happened around this time of year in those cultures. Mm -hmm. And I've been very careful not to be drawing from any cultures in my practice. Mm -hmm. So midwinter, you know, it's the corollary to midsummer at the summer solstice. And so that just seems like it feels pretty appropriate to me. Nice. Okay. How about you? Usually solstice, just the winter solstice or solstice, sometimes first winter, I don't use midwinter because it's not midwinter for us. Mm -hmm. The It certainly isn't the start of winter the way it's shown on like the calendar in terms of the astronomical seasons, mm -hmm. but it's been winter for a month at this point. But it, we will not be into midwinter until midwinter is more, you know, January, you know, end of January for us, where we'll really be in the middle of winter. Sure. So, yeah, usually solstice. I've never really connected with the name Yule. I think it's pretty. It's on cards that people send. Mm -hmm. But it just, I've never had that connection with it. I don't know. It, it Also, Yule, 
to me still has more of a Christmas um, association. Yeah. Like it's still Yes. very Christmas. And even though Christmas is happening around the same time, for me, the solstice and Christmas are two very separate things. Yeah, I guess in my case, because I've really just, I've abandoned Christmas. Mm hmm So I, I have a lot of people around me, of course, who are celebrating it at work and so forth. But I I just adopted solstice celebration, and that's what I do now. So I have a tree for that rather than for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so we were just putting lights on it and discovering that the new lights, there aren't quite enough of them. So now we desperately have to find some more and get them delivered immediately. So that'll be fun. hmm They're... They're LEDs mm hmm that have an, a phone app where you can adjust the lights and the patterns. And <laughs> Malia really, really is excited about this. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, uh, I haven't seen it at night yet, but it'll be pretty, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. I'm moving away from Yule. Yule seemed like kind of a harmless name to use when I was writing my book. as opposed to like the Celtic names and stuff like that, that feels appropriative to me and not really relevant to who I am and where I live and all that kind of stuff. But in retrospect, it's it's seeming a little appropriate to you right now. Well, I don't believe you can appropriate from a dead culture. So I'm not so worried about appropriating Scandinavian stuff from a Norse worshiping tradition that didn't exist for a thousand years or so after Christianization. Hmm. But Well, I mean, there's still a lot, of, depending on where... like in Iceland and there's still there's still some that is around today but Oh, not absolutely. yeah not Absolutely. necessarily in the the same maybe strength that it was or or prominence but there's still aspects of that around Well, and there's a resurgence. mm-hmm I mean, I think that if we had looked at things in 1950, we probably would have seen a few folk practices, but not really anything that was as organized as, you know, a religious practice, for example. But I, I don't know enough about it to say for certain one way or another. In any case, it's safer to simply abandon that name and move with one that's more... more generic and English. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I first came into paganism, everybody called it Yule and that was okay. And that was that's just what what you we were did. around yeah Yeah. Um, so whatever you call the winter solstice, and you may call it midsummer if you live in Argentina or, or Brazil, um, whatever you call it, we're here to talk about celebrating it. And why don't we talk some about some of the themes that come up at this time of year? There's so much iconography to this season, you know, with the trees and the Santa Clauses and the reindeer and the on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish that everybody could see the backgrounds that we both came in with today, because there's a huge difference. So, Mark, you've got this scene with this, the pie, I don't know what trees those are back there, but your, your conifers with the snow on it, and this little night scene and this little house, and it's these dark 
you know, blues and grays. And then my background, and this was not planned, is the sun. And it's a <laughs> an up close of the, the bright, bright sun with all the convection cells and, and um, prominence loops and prominence and loops coming off of it. Yeah. And I think that that reflects a a big theme for this time of year is the the relationship between the light and the dark and the sun and the night and and all of that. Ooh, nice, nice segue. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The whole question of how we relate to darkness is very much up at this time of year because there sure is a lot of it in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And boy, the days are short now and they're, they're going to get even shorter. At my latitude, so, we get about 14 and a half, almost 15 hours of night at solstice. Wow. wow. And for folks yeah. who live farther north, it's even more extreme. Yeah, I think we get close to 16 hours. Yeah. No. No, you can't. They're not half. that much, but yeah. Yeah, 16 and a half hours. 15 and a half hours. Okay, mm -hmm. third time's the charm. <laughs> um yeah, so waking up in the dark, finishing work in the dark. Mm -hmm. I I feel a lot of empathy for people who have commutes during that time because mm -hmm. of course I've done that for many years work at home, so that's a that's a relief. And the whole piece about how we fear the dark and metaphorically how we fear the darkness in ourselves, mm -hmm. the 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 not so nice stuff the uh the sub the the submerged stuff that we've pushed down mm -hmm. this is a time of year that's often associated with dreaming and with ghosts mm -hmm. and i see that as useful fodder for contemplation um you know, trying to get more of a handle on, well, what am I pushing down? What am I ignoring? What am I afraid of in myself that I'm that I'm repressing? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's stuff that needs repressing. That's okay. But I'd still like to be aware of it and, you know, be making conscious choices around all of that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a part of how I come to this season when it relates to light and dark. How about you, Yucca? Yeah, I mean the the dark um of this this going in is a big theme for me the 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 peaceful restful night mm -hmm. in which you have the deep self-reflection um and there's a stillness about it this time although yes we have so much happening uh, in the holidays, like we were talking about last week. But this solstice for me is a really, really contemplative, quiet, inward experience mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And it really is, I mean, I just keep wanting to say going back to this going in, I really uh, picture like going deep into a cave down deep into the earth slash me but to really kind of understand and reflect and see what what quiet seeds you have waiting sleeping there and you know what will become 
but it's not things haven't woken up yet it's what mm-hmm. what is going to be waking up what have we been planting what's there um and there's something much more vulnerable much more um visceral in in the dark away from the light mm. yeah i think that's very well said that whole that kind of journeying piece about going down into the dark mm-hmm. which is so often a, a theme of of guided meditations and solo journeying inward work mm-hmm. it's a good time for doing that stuff yeah uh, the the body's circadian rhythms are really oriented towards sleep mm-hmm. and it's it's a good time for dreaming for and i i when i think of when i think about this in the the context of the life cycle mm-hmm. and the context of a human life it's a time for dreaming new stuff mm-hmm. uh you know dreaming new life dreaming new ideas just starting to get those first glimmerings of what might be what you plant next year and mm-hmm. work to achieve yeah. way too soon to get firm on those plans yeah it's all just you can't be doing anything with the soil yet no it's it's whether there actually is snow or not it's sleeping under that snow right now right right yeah yeah so it's it's not a time uh, i mean one of the things that i do appreciate about this holiday in the overculture and there aren't very many things that i appreciate but one of them (laughs) is that for a week or so the world seems to hold its breath at mm-hmm. least for Christmas Eve and Christmas, mm-hmm. those two days when commerce mostly finally stops and people are at home with their families and there's just, there's a silence mm-hmm. in the world that I really appreciate. And that seems to persist to some degree through to New Year's. Mm-hmm. Most people are not going to work and I would imagine that the school's whole thing, out for for kids, out, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So there's that that withdrawal into the darkness that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. The other theme uh, for me is the forests. So I see the the wheel of the year, the different stations at it or seasons, often celebrating different types of ecosystems or components that are really connected to how we experience the world as humans and who we're connected with and this half of the year is the forests Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a there's association with the the forest there particularly the the pine yeah whereas on the other side we've got the grasslands in the summer and the autumn there's the grasslands but now it's it's the forests and the forest creatures and the and we'll we'll get more into you know some of the the bovines and ungulates and things later but there's something very very for me kind of ancient and primal about that too that mm-hmm. kind of pulls back to um you know different some of my different roots in terms of my ancestry and, and that kind of connection with the forest sure um and for a lot of people, it's also 
a celebration of the sun and of mm -hmm. stars and our sun as a star as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that historically the forest was a scary place to go into for mm -hmm. one reason, because it was dark, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you built your little island of civilization in, in your farmstead or whatever it was, but out beyond those fences, there was more uncertainty. And so going into the woods, you never knew what you were going to encounter. And there's more of that, that mystery, that going into mm -hmm. the darkness. But it's also necessary. Well, yes. That's also where the, that's where you would go to hunt. That's where you'd yeah. go to gather your medicine. That's where you'd go for that. There's, you can't just stay out of it. You've got to go back in and be part mm -hmm. of that whole system. Yep. Which is very much like human psychology. Mm -hmm. You, there are layers and layers and layers of things. There are things that you may think you're over and you may not be over them. Mm -hmm. There are things that have been profound enough in your life that you may never be over them. You have to revisit them over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know, I have quite a number of things like that. So I really like at this time of year to kind of take a step back, reflect, imagine, do all that sort of soft path under the surface kind of work. Mm -hmm. um, it just seems like an appropriate time when it's so dark and it's cozy inside and feels relatively safe to contend with some of that stuff. Yeah. I really like the coziness of just really getting into the coziness of this time of year. We, I use a diffuser with different mm -hmm. oils in the house and I don't buy into like the, you know, magical properties of, you know, this particular oil does this or that. I'm like, I like the smell of it. <laughs> so I use it in the house and I change those out throughout the seasons. And right now, you know, we're doing a lot of those very kind of spicy, yummy cedars and cinnamons and all of that. Just very mm -hmm. cozy stuff this time of year with the big blankets and the cuddling with the kitty cat and all that, <laughs> the warm drink and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like to lean into that stuff too. It's, I mean, I suppose it really should be thematic for the next two and a half months, something like that to, oh, we'll, to create <laughs> we'll, that cozy time. Yep. We'll lean into that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, when we talk about the next holiday, we'll get into that more too, but um. Yeah. And before that, we'll talk about slog. Slog, yes. <laughs> so, and I think we said we were going to at some point come back to doing a darkness episode. Probably we did. sometime in January, something like yeah. that, when we're really in the um, kind of the thick of it. The deep um, cold. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's some parts of the holiday, too, that you were talking about, like doing a tree or things like that. What What's that like for you? Oh, boy. I have so many observances at this time of year, so many traditions that I do other than just redecorating my focus. We do do a tree. 
we have collected a set of ornaments over the years that are very thematic a lot of a lot of wildlife some antique glass ornaments from the 40s 50s and 60s that you know remind me of childhood some of the few happy memories that i have of childhood are evoked by the scent of that tree and by you know these old ornaments and we don't really buy presents for one another because we have too much stuff as it is. <laughs> but what we do is put cozy, appealing, charming things under the tree to sort of celebrate our abundance and so forth. We just got a bunch of internet. We went to, there's a store called Cost Plus here. I don't know if it exists mm -hmm. elsewhere. Yeah, we've um, got that here. It's a It's an import store. And so we got german cookies and english figgy pudding and a bunch of different things like that for the holiday and mm. have those sitting under the tree right now we do a yule log ritual on the solstice night where we decorate actually what i do is i take the lower half of the trunk of last year's yule tree mm. which i sawed off and kept mm -hmm. and of course now it's dry Right. So what I do is I use some kind of natural fiber twine, like sisal or hemp or something like that, to tie that to a larger log, mm -hmm. because you know Christmas tree trunks generally are not very thick, four yeah. inches in diameter at max. And then we decorate that with holly and pyracantha berries and fresh boughs from the from this year's Yule tree and. Then, and we put candles on it, mm -hmm. and then we tuck little notes into, under the, the twine and in amongst the branches and stuff that are wishes for the coming year. Mm -hmm. And when that's all done and we've done our booga booga ritual stuff over it, we take it out and we burn it in our fire pit outside. Mm. And that's just, it's a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. My ritual circle does a ritual every year where we turn off all the lights in the house of my circle brother and sister. We go outside, you know, we get cold. We have a, a little cauldron with some fire burning in it in the middle of us. So we have a little bit of illumination, but we sing songs and really get ourselves into the whole mood. And then each of us takes a taper lights it from the fire in the cauldron and we go into the house again and light every candle in the house all throughout the, the oh house, nice bringing the light back mm. and that's a ritual that i really enjoy as well mm. how about celebrations at your house mm. well we don't have a tree they ha we've got a at their grandmother's a christmas tree when we lived in the city i did take i would take branches Instead of taking a whole tree, I take branches and bring them into the house. And part of that was just, I, I just, I'm not a city person. It was hard for me to be in the city. So I just wanted any, like, I just craved that, the connection with the land that, um, and we weren't like smack in the middle of the city. We actually kind of on the, you know, a, a nicer part of town that did have a few trees and a yard and you know that sort of thing but um so I would bring stuff in but now 
you know, we're, we're out, you know, out in the country and it doesn't, I don't miss it all in the same way. Cause we're in, we're surrounded by it all the time. So I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, feeling that thirst to bring stuff in as much, but we do have, we do have some lights. We have some like little solar LED Christmas lights that I think are meant to go out on your fence or something like that. But I just have the solar panel sitting in the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't well enough and you know it it's a dark time of year so it doesn't charge a lot but it it'll just go on as soon as the the light the natural light fades and it runs for a few hours and we've gone to sleep at that point um so in terms of sort of the the more traditional stuff we do that um and again for for us the the christmas and solstice are two different times right um, it's all related and we've talked about how, you know, the, the history of, you know, why Christmas is on the day it is and the weird calendar switching stuff that happened and all of that. But when it's the solstices and equinoxes, I like to set an alarm for the actual moment because that is an astronomical moment that happens, mm -hmm. not just the day. And so this year, I think it's going to be. 8.27 p.m. our time. So I've got an alarm set so that when it does happen, the alarm can go off and we can go, woo, and put our hands in the air. It's much better than when it happens at like 2 or 3 in the morning because I do wake the kids up for that. <laughs> we go, woo, and then they go back to sleep. But this time, it, I think it's nice that it's going to be during the night when we're still awake. Uh -huh. But it's the, it's been dark for a few hours at that point. So that'll be lovely. That sounds yeah. great. A friend of mine is doing a party that he used to do before COVID. This is the first time since the arrival of COVID, which of course isn't over, but mm -hmm. we're doing parties again. So he's doing a, a winter solstice vigil, mm. which is an all night party that goes until dawn. And then you greet mm -hmm. the sun at the, the, climb up to the top of the hill in San Francisco and greet the greet the sun. I'm going to go, but I'm not going to stay all night because <laughs> the next morning I have to be It's a Wednesday, a, isn't it? Solstice is uh, a Wednesday night? I thought year? it was Thursday. Is it, I think it's the 21st this year for North America. It'll be the 22nd for Europe. But anyways, it's a weekday. Yeah, the 21st is the Thursday. Oh, it is a Thursday? It's not Wednesday? Okay. I yeah. just had the... Okay, great. That's good, because I took Thursday and Friday off, okay. and if it was on Wednesday, <laughs> I would feel kind of silly. Oh, yeah, so it is the 21st. I just had the days wrong in my head. All right. So, you, so you'll have to... Yeah. Uh, that, that next morning, I have a part in a Unitarian Universalist solstice service. And so I'm not going to stay up all night, greet the sun, then jump in my car, drive 60 miles and do that. That that sounds like dangerous to me. I don't know about you, but I can't do the whole stay up all night thing. I have not been able to do that in years. People really? do it for New Year's. I'm like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> I'll I can, wake but I don't up. choose to very often. If I need to be up at midnight, I'll go to sleep at six and I'll wake myself up at 1130, but I'm not going to stay up till uh, midnight or one yeah uh-huh <laughs> getting well, up and you're a no mom problem. so sleep is really at a premium 
Uh, I I like my sleep. Yeah. But yeah. even before I was a mom, I'm not, I'm, I do not do the staying up. I am not a good person to be around when I'm not rested. Uh, <laughs> Thinking about all that self-reflection we do this uh -huh. time of year. Yeah. I've learned that like, nope, need, need my sleep. <laughs> so, but I think for people who that works for, I think that's lovely. I certainly remember being younger and, and feeling that like that kind of altered state of having stayed up all night. Is yeah. That... More yeah. emotionally vulnerable and yeah. Well, this is a separate topic, but the fire circle rituals that I've been to many of, they go from typically 11 at night until dawn. Mm -hmm. And there's the same kind of feeling uh, and you do them three nights in a row. Mm. and catch some sleep during the day but of course you don't get a full eight hours so you are really sleep deprived by the last night mm -hmm. and everybody's just really tender and open and it's it's beautiful to be around a ton of people who are like that but what you don't want to do is operate heavy machinery after having that experience it's not not safe right heavy machinery including cars just a reminder that's, that's what i was meaning is, yeah yeah cars <laughs> and i am 60 miles from san francisco and i don't want to have to drive on you know being awake 24 hours mm, yeah um, back up to santa rosa so yeah so i'm going to go to the party for a while and then i'm going to come back uh and it'll be great to see some friends down there but it'll also be great to catch some solid z's <laughs> uh on the morning before I have to do this other thing. Mm. We're we're having a we're we're recording this on the 16th? Saturday? Yes, Saturday the 16th. Yeah, yep. Saturday the 16th. And tomorrow the Northern California Ethiopian Affinity Group is getting together for a Yule celebration. Oh yay. Yeah. We've I'm driving down there and we're having a fire pit and sharing delicious you know cozy making food there's a good chance it may rain mm -hmm. so i'm bringing stuff from mulled wine and we can sit inside and listen to the rain and <laughs> drink mulled wine and ah, lovely drink. yeah mm. ah. so are there other things that you do at this time of year it's still kind of evolving just as the my kiddos are getting to an age where they can be part of creating those traditions. Oh. We'll see what happens over the next few years, right? Right. So, yeah. 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 I mean, and it's wonderful to let yourself kind of be led by their interests in this as well. Yeah. Um, because you'll develop traditions that are just your families, and that's very cool. Right. Yeah. And who knows, maybe, maybe that'll go, they'll, they'll remember that and do that with their families or something different, or just, it's one of the lovely things about what we were talking about in the beginning about it, just that spiraling back around to it. Right. You know, each year there's something familiar, but different. And over time that might change into something very different, but still have some of those same roots, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
that's this sort of balancing act that happens in in modern paganism where on the one hand it's very diy and you can create your own rituals and those can all be unique on the other hand there's something to be said about tradition about having these things that you do every year at a particular time of year just to acknowledge that it's that time of year and to create a particular feeling that you associate with that kind of that time of year i really enjoy both there have been times, well, like, for example, my ritual circle, Dark Sun, does the same Hallows ritual every year. Mm -hmm. um, and I've talked about that before during those episodes. And there have been times when I've had, like, cool ideas for a Hallows ritual, and I would, would have loved to do it with them, but nope, we're doing the traditional thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think there's both sides to that. The... Uh, the desire to be creative and the desire to create tradition. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are once again at the darkest time of year in the Northern Hemisphere and the brightest in the Southern Hemisphere. So if you're enjoying summer, uh, have a wonderful time, you know, go swimming, eat some ice cream, do all those things that one does in the summertime. For those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, we wish you a meaningful and joyous and warm and cozy solstice celebration and time of year. And we will be back next week. Yep. See you next week.